are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. It's another beautiful day in Jimbo's neighborhood. And I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo. Today, it's going to be a fun show, and I'm so pumped to talk about the world of wellness coaching. I, I, I believe that's, you know, in, in today's day and age with all the things that we do online and, and YouTube and videos and, and Skype and Zoom and all these other type of things, you know, I just think it's another way to be able to reach out to someone and help someone. And, you know, I, I want to welcome Beth Sims to the show. Okay. Now, guys, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Beth graduated from Purdue University with a degree in exercise science. She started pursuing a passion for healing power of healthy living and food and became a certified nutritionist as well as a health coach. So today, she's going to fill us in today on everything that went into her journey and how she became a health coach. Some of the differences between things like, you know, being a nutritionist, being registered dietitian, what a typical day in her life looks like, and, and, and a lot more, to be honest. Hey, thanks, Beth, for coming on my show. You are so welcome. Thanks for asking me. You know, I, I, I'm curious, you know, you actually started off, you know, with a really good job in the oil field as a wellness director. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I know, you know, from what I know, your job is similar, yet, you know, yet different. So, can you tell me a little bit more about what compelled you to take a different direction in your career? You know, so I, I went to college and I decided to do what everyone else was doing, you know, graduate, get a good job, make money. And I loved it. I truly did. I learned a lot and made some great friends. But, you know, after a few years, I just kind of felt like I wasn't doing anything to make the world a better place. And I mean, trust me. It wasn't a boring job in the oil field. I was traveling the world and I truly loved it, but I just felt there were so many problems in the world, you know, as it pertains to health. And I felt like I needed to do something else that had real purpose. So I really liked working with people one-on-one instead of developing policies, which I still do at my job now, but the job I have now is more like the perfect dance in both worlds. I get to write policies, <laughs> curriculum. I manage staff and coach people. I mean, it's great. I was born to do to do the job. That's that's extremely interesting. So you studied nutrition and exercise in college. What got you interested in that major? You know, and ultimately a career. Uh, Well, I grew up as an athlete and I loved dance and gymnastics and both of my parents were in the field in some way. My mom was more medical. I mean, she was a nurse and she had her master's degree in hospital administration. And my dad was a collegiate athlete. He was really into athletics and he coached football for a couple of years. So it really was in my blood. But when I was in college, my mom was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I mean, one morning she literally couldn't get out of bed. It was like, what's going on with her body? I mean, overnight. And I mean, nobody could help her. So I started doing research for my college courses about MS. And then there was my health. Um, I think everyone knows about the freshman 15. Well, mine was more like the sophomore 20. 
I ended up quitting gymnastics my sophomore year because of the time commitment. I had mild anxiety. I gained 20 pounds in nine months and I just kind of felt lousy, but I was told, oh, that's just part of being a college student. So I kind of took that as gospel and swept it under the rug. But after doing that research I was just talking about, I mean, I really learned that all of my health issues and a lot of my mom's conditions really ended up going back to not only our lifestyle, but what we were eating. You know, at the time, my mom was eating a lot of comfort food. I remember she really liked donuts. I, I remember that. I was eating absolute junk food. And, and don't give me a hard time. I was living the college student's dream. But, you know, fast food was all I was eating. So... I just decided, you know what, let me see if I change my diet. If my problems subside, then great. And lo and behold, they did. So I sort of became obsessed, you know, with the power of food. And, and really up until that point, I had thought food only affects your weight, right? Because that's what we're told. And that's what we're, you know, grow up thinking calories in calories out. But it really turns out food affects everything. It affects your skin. It affects your mood, your energy levels, and it even affects your risk for illness and disease. So once I learned that, I kind of became this walking encyclopedia of food and wellness. And I would tell everybody what each food would do for them. And if they had a specific problem, what you want to avoid in certain foods. So, yeah, that was kind of my journey. You were the person that nobody wanted to go to the cheesecake factory with. Is am I right? <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's funny you say that because I would be the one saying, oh, no, don't eat that. Don't eat that either. And I'm sure that was so annoying. But then people started coming to me like, oh, I have this issue. Is there something I could do for it or some foods I should stay away from? And I mean, some people did come around. But, yeah, I can be a buzzkill at dinner parties. And I have been told that. But I'm really passionate about this. I really am. Right. And, and, and I know that you are. And it, isn't it kind of funny how people do that, though? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when life slaps you in the face and you realize you need to do something, you need to reach out to somebody for some help. It's, it's always nice to know that they reach out to you. I'm sure that's a, a real warm feeling that you have. You know, oh, of course. Like yes. With the knowledge, yeah. With, with the knowledge that you have. So. You know, so so what exactly is a health coach? Is that a like an actual recognized term or is that just kind of catch all phrase? How does that work? You know, so a health coach is anyone who basically helps, motivates, teaches, and guides someone to live their healthiest life. Now, I'm a certified health coach, a certified personal trainer through ACSM, and a certified nutritionist, and integrative nutrition is the certifying body. And there may be a couple of other certifying institutions out there, but as far as I know, integrative nutrition is the biggest one and the most well-known certification program. And I do want to point out there is um, a difference between being a registered dietitian and a nutritionist. So to be a registered dietitian, you need your master's degree because it's more clinical. Okay. So, you know, to become you know, a registered dietitian, you need a master's degree. A degree in anything or do you need a master's degree in, you know, health and nutrition related fields? I mean, kind of, I know, kind of how does that work in, in a little bit more relating to just more of the health and wellness coach? 
Um, to be a registered dietitian, you need a master's either in nutrition or a science-related field. Now, I do have my degree in nutrition and exercise science, so I could go back and get my master's in nutrition, but it's more clinical, mm -hmm. and it's totally a great way to go, but it really wasn't for me. Um, I don't want to be stuck at a hospital, you know, being a registered dietitian. Um, being a nutritionist is more my style, so there are other options for folks if they're interested in this career. Right. So, so in terms of being a health coach, it took you how, you know, how long did it take you, you know, to actually go through the certification? Um, it took about a year. Okay, gotcha. Now, I'm curious, as you're going through a process like that, do you ever have second thoughts about whether or not you're going to be able to take all of this, you know, in cloud, online, internet type stuff? and somehow be able to actually work with folks one-on-one -on -one or face-to-face? -face? You know, honestly, that was one of my biggest fears, really, or one of my biggest doubts was um, this is an online program. How is this going to translate when I'm actually with someone face-to-face? So what I thought was great was that they really encourage you and they put you in study programs and study groups with other students in the same class as you. And that way you get to know each other and bounce ideas off of each other. But in my practice now, one of the first things I do is a health history, finding out about people's backgrounds, you know, what their backgrounds are, and of course, talking about their health goals and then putting a really robust care plan together for them. Right. So. So you're not just picking one particular thing, right? You're not just focusing on one particular diet that you would use with all your clients, like the paleo diet or the vegan diet. How do you decide what kind of diet you're going to use? And does that fill into the education process at all? I know you had kind of alluded to that just now. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on that? Um, so they educate you about all different types of diets. So I'm pretty well versed in every diet across the board. Um, the biggest thing that they teach you and, and that I truly believe is that everybody's body is different. Our biochemistry is different. Our taste, our preferences, all of these things are different. And that's why one person can be allergic to peanuts and another person can eat them all day long, right? Um, everyone can't have the same diet, so they really teach listening to your body and understanding the subtle signals that are going on in your body to tell you, you know, what food is good for you and what food is bad for you. So, you know, it's not a one set diet, but there are general principles for sure. I mean, I, I, I really definitely promote a plant-based diet, but I would never say that you have to be 100% vegan. I mean, you know this, Jimmy, amino acids, which is what we get when we eat protein is critical for immune health and muscle health. And, but there's also really good benefits of eating a diet rich in nutrients and vegetables and plant products. So it's not a one size fits all thing. Right. And, you know, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit more. So, you know, what you're saying basically as a health coach is, 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 is it's not just a, um, you know, everyone is the same type of thing. Each person is individualized, which is really kind of what it should be, you know, as if it's more like you're, you're balling up everything into one thing. So you're taking this person's account, you know, you know, where they live, you know, you're taking into account the way that they eat on a regular basis. You're taking into account the pesticides that they may be around, the type of work that they may do, 
you know, you know, what type of family environment that they're in. Are they able to get to the gym? And then you help to you know, figure out, you know, based on those type of factors and the environment and things like that that they're in. And you kind of drill down a little bit further to help to determine what it is that, that, that each person individually needs based upon their goals, right? And then you kind of go from there. Is, am, I, am I kind of going down the right road? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we all know that food plays a huge role in um, our health. But what I like to teach people about eating healthy is examine other things as well. Like maybe are you eating those comfort foods? Like I was just talking about with my mom. I mean, I remember donuts were her thing that made her feel good because she Mm -hmm. just didn't feel lousy. Or maybe why are you overeating? Is it stress that's causing you to overeat? And if so, how do we reduce your stress? So we look at other aspects of your life as well. And these issues might not necessarily, you know, be on your plate or what you put in your mouth, but it still affects your health and your wellness. So exactly. Sure. You know, Beth, I'm really curious. And I think probably a lot of other people may want to know this too. What an actual day in the life of a health coach looks like. So you know, what are you doing when you wake up in the morning? You know, is, are, are, are you just Skyping with people all day? You know, are you out there and meeting with people in coffee shops in Houston? What exactly, what exactly goes on, you know, you know, during the day when it comes to your job? Just kind of, can you just kind of walk us through a typical day in the life of Beth? Well, and it's funny that you asked that question. I mean, I actually try and keep a pretty strict schedule. I keep my hours Monday through Friday the same unless I'm traveling. Um, but I get up and I leave myself about an hour to an hour and a half to do emails and and get back to people that may have contacted me through the evening. Um, and then I take my supplements. I'm huge on supplements and I will do mm-hmm. yoga or meditate every morning. Um, and that's kind of a non-negotiating thing for me. I try to do that even if it's just for a few minutes every morning. And about four times a week, I work out. And then during the day, I'm either in meetings, designing toolkits, working with clients. And I prefer doing video calls just because I feel like if you're not there in person, it just makes it that much more personal when you see each other, when you look at each other face to face in the eyes. And so I spend a good chunk of the day doing video calls. Um, I also write a weekly newsletter. So I try and save one day a week to do that. Um, I have a couple of hours mm-hmm. where I'm writing curriculum, I'm managing a department. And as far as food, I typically don't eat breakfast. I'm a huge intermittent fasting fan and I'm all about convenience, which isn't necessarily the best thing to do, but I, I'm so busy. I do a lot of smoothies, greeny drinks, bone broth and whey protein shakes. And I really try hard to be asleep by 10 o'clock because quality sleep is so important for good health. It really is for immune health. I couldn't agree with you more, and I know that you do those things. So if I, I'm interested to know this, a well-educated person in the you know, health industry, the gym industry, nutrition industry, how much does it actually cost you to become a health coach? If, if, if I was somebody out there that wanted to start you know, looking into something like that, how much does it actually cost to do that? It's about $6,000 for the certification. Now, are you a personal trainer or do you talk about exercise component at all? 
Um, I mean, I absolutely love exercise and I advise people definitely to work out and I give them tips and tricks. And even when I call an exercise prescription based on their goals and lifestyle, as well as past or present injuries, I have to hit on that. Um, and, you know, and like I just said, I mean, in my coaching calls, it's not a, just about food or exercise. You cannot you know, forget about the importance of quality sleep as well as stress management. And I call nutrition, exercise, stress, and sleep, the four pillars of health. And that is the mm -hmm. base of everything I coach on and believe in. Can you break those four pillars of health down for us real quick, Beth? Sure, absolutely. Nutrition, let food be your uh -huh. medicine. Exercise or movement, <laughs> stress management, and then sleep hygiene. Those are the four pillars of health. That I, yeah. that I talk about, that I what? coach. And every coach is different. Every, I mean, I've just developed my own little curriculum from working with people. And I mean, that's the baseline that works for me. I know we have tacked and you talk about the five pillars of, of wellness and fitness. So it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of, you know, having different personalities in this field. I know one of your big things is, is sleep. Why, why, is, why is sleep such an important thing? And why is it one of the four pillars? Well, I mean, the body follows the mind. When you think about that, the body follows the mind. So if your mind is not well rested, your body is not going to be well rested and it's going to break down and be more prone to illnesses. I mean, there are studies out there. Get this, Jimmy. There are studies out there that say people that don't have quality sleep or sleep less than, you know, seven hours of sleep per night have something like a 60% chance of, you know, more of getting cancer. So there wow. are, and people are going to buck me on that and fight me on that. And, but those, that's the research. I just sat on a webinar a couple of weeks ago where some functional medicine doctors, some really well-known Dr. Andrew Weil, um, Dr. Furman, he's the Harvard, um, he's a professor at Harvard University of Public Health. He was actually part of my integrative nutrition protocol as well. I mean, that is something that people overlook and they think, oh, I'll catch up on sleep later and I, it, or I'll sleep when I'm dead. I've heard that so many times, but it's really important. And I think it's one of those forgotten pillars. That's certainly something that I'm working on. So Beth, what are the top five things that you think that you've learned as a health and wellness professional that, that you can give me? Well, I mean, number one is find your passion and find your tribe, you know, your tribe, your people that you can really rely on and stick with them. Uh, and a solid support system is critical to the health of your business and company and personal well-being. I mean, if someone isn't going to support you, if they're not going to support you going to sleep at 9.30 or 10, or they're not going to support your new eating habits or support your dreams, then they really don't have your best interest in mind. And I would also have to say, be prepared for the emotional ups and downs because they are inevitable and you have to learn to ride the waves instead of getting stuck in them. And um, people in this business have to say yes, even though it might make you a little nervous or uncomfortable, you might actually find um, you enjoy something you were once afraid of, like public speaking, you know, because opportunity leads to more opportunities. The more you put yourself out there meet with people and connect with your community, the more opportunity that will come your way. And then finally, I would say, you know, find your lane and stay in it. 
and consistency is key. Figure out the things that make your heart skip a beat, make you happy and get really good at them. And then, you know, that comes with time and experience. All right. Well, Beth, before I let you go, do you have any 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 last minute tips or tricks or advice that you would give to the folks who are interested in doing this? Yeah, I mean, if you're passionate, you know, if you love and if you're passionate about nutrition and health and wellness and fitness and you want to get paid and make a living out of doing something you love, I, again, if this is your passion, I think health coaching is a great first step for that. And I think just realizing if this is what you want to do, set your goals and just do it. Just pedal to the metal. There's no need to wait. And it really is a great career. Guys, Beth, I truly appreciate you being here today with me, and I hope that the folks got a lot of good information out of the, you know, the, the information that we gave today, because I, I know that I did. You know, please stay with me. I'll be back after this commercial break from our sponsors. Son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, find the lyrics. Start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ed Council and Pivotal Ventures. Welcome back. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Beth. I hope that you take some valuable information from the conversation and can apply it in one way to your life or maybe to someone that you're close to. Okay, guys, y'all need to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And lastly, remember, we are syndicated, so the show will be on the Up To Me radio channel on the following apps. Spotify, Amazon Music, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Guys, I look forward to serving you in the episodes to come. I'll see you next time around. Until then, cheers, take care, and as always, Jimbo's in it for the win. Peace out.